Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome, everybody, to the 13th episode of The Psychologists Are In. I cannot believe we are on... 13. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm Timothy Amundsen. And today uh, we have an extra special episode for you all. This week we are joined by the incredibly talented and uh, wonderful friend person. I, I can't say enough about this guy. We love him so much. Michael Weston, uh, a.k.a. Adam Hornstock. And on this episode, obviously, we will be talking about season one, episode 12, Cloudy with a Chance of Murder. Hi, what's up, guys? <laughs> Handsome oh Mike Weston in the house. We are so just beyond excited to have you for many reasons. Uh, well, one, this is an iconic psych episode. Um, we're going to have you back when we get to the remake of this episode uh, <laughs> in eight seasons. Um, but also, I have known you for probably close to 20 years now. I know, um, I think, stage. or yeah. It, yeah, shortly before I think we started doing psych, you were yeah. one of the greatest, most authentic, uh, wonderful people. Um, and, and it, I, I know you through different, different channels, but like the psych family, everyone, you have like made a mark in our, in our little psych family. Everyone just loves you. I love you, Aww. but everyone in the group loves you. Me and too. I, I love you guys. Wait, I saw you recently, um, at the grant in LA, uh, yeah. which was our pre pre Omicron. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. You, you were, you fancied a party for yourself. And then oh, we yeah. all <laughs> Rodé was in town and I know it was very exciting. I it was, was like, really cool. And there's a picture of Frank <laughs> on the wall. Um, oh yeah. But it was so nice to connect with you. And when we were talking, we were just talking so much about like Tim and how much we love him and yeah. psych and the whole experience. And then for me, like when I when I when we first were up there, it was all you guys were all so new. And I I had the privilege of coming back, which was so great. But like yeah, in the very beginning, you guys were just, you know, all a bunch of actors doing your thing and knocking it out of the park. And then um, and then when I came back and you guys were like family, I mean, that was you guys were you just operated like a whole loving family. It was so much fun. Yeah, we we uh, we talk about that all the time. I actually, yeah, Tim, I had it wrong last episode. My 26th birthday party was actually during Cloudy Chance of Murder because Mike was there. As I was rewatching oh, yeah, the episode, that's, oh my gosh, that's right. <laughs> and I started oh to like God. have these like memories of like I was like, oh, I because when six man. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've celebrated so many of your birthdays together, Maggie, that I've lost track of many of them. No, I know, but I. I remember I went back and watched the, some of the bloopers from this episode as well, and I I remember Mike, you did Borat. Like, I mean, you still kind of, is it Borat? I don't know. Maybe it's a version we, of- Rode and I had, we had, we'd gotten lost in Borat somewhere. <laughs> we'd gone down some other road and like, we'd lost ourselves and we couldn't like talk normal for like about a month of our lives. And then, so everything was that and everything was my life and that was it. And we, 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 we couldn't do it. And so we brought, I think it sort of like leaked into this episode somehow. Right? They tried to probably cut most of it out. <laughs> No, I think no, there is Maggie, one moment. You, no, you 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 pegged it in a Starbucks when I come. I pointed out the nice. Was the <laughs> it's first nice. nice. And then you credited nice. um, Michael Weston with with bringing that to our. No, our we had world. we lost our minds for for a little while, and then we had to like write ourselves and like not talk for like a month, and then we were okay. <laughs> <laughs> I still think of you. I still I still talk like that. We today. did. We improved on that on that final scene where like he's handing me. I mean, I think that he handed me two or three in the, in the final up ep- in the episode when they finally cut it. But I think he must've handed me like 20 different 
things. And we, we, we went nuts there for a while. Just on like, what remember that he's handing me like little cards. Oh, in yeah. it? Oh, and I'm like, names. yeah, an entire psych out devoted is to it, yeah. that, <laughs> just like, to the extra was, names. Yeah, the Weatherman names, right? I would love to see that. The Weatherman names. Yeah, the Weatherman I'm, names. It was like, yeah. when do you, what are names or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Dallas Rains is yeah. in there. Yeah, Dallas Rains. <laughs> um, but then there was like a run of the they most. They got goofier and sillier and smuttier and I'm, you know, we went <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> he just wanted to make, he was trying to crack you up, but you never, yeah. you never broke. No, no. Um, I'm going to find that. We're going to post yeah, that. I I would love to see that. We're going to post it for this yeah, episode. Silliness. That's so, what I remember above all things. It was, you know, just overt silliness from beginning to end. <laughs> it was so fun. I remember um, we were, as I was watching, I thought this was one of, I think, the bigger guest stars we had season one as well. Like it's Hornstock. Like, oh, we're yeah, fun- right yeah. And my hair. Remember, my, I think my hair sort of <laughs> opened up like a n- new, like comedic avenue for you guys. Like, I don't want to take credit for it, but my hair, I feel like it really like, you know, made some other shit readily available to you guys. Yep. Early. <laughs> In fact, when I text Rode the other day that you were going to be on, he said, please give him so much shit for that hair. The hair. I mean, when I I looked at it and I was like, holy, I mean, I forgot actually. And <laughs> it, was a, it. it was, it was a character astounding. choice. No, it felt really right. You oh. know, when I, it seeped in. I felt now, now I sort of wish I had it back. Because <laughs> Sean oh, even calls it out on the episode. They, they, they straight ironed it. And I, and I was in the chair for a while. I remember that. And I remember Rode was just looking at me being like, what's happening? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're transforming it into horns. Gorgeous and full. Gorgeous and full. And I wish people could see his hair right now because it's on point. God, Mike. You make me hair envious, and it dikes a lot for men to make me hair envious. Really? I was just saying the same to you. We just Let's have coffee and talk about our hair. You guys have amazing <laughs> hair. Both of you. Oh, Tim, I miss you so much, man. I'm so glad to see you. And we'll, we'll, we'll let Maggie come so she can back up our compliments. Both of you, too. Like, you guys have, you've, you've, not that anyone's aged here, but like, you guys have, you guys have, you you look good. You you both look great. We're keeping it together, man. <laughs> Strangely, Mike's hair is the same color as it was on the show. Mine is definitely not. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh, well, they they dye it, Tim. They dye it. They they don't let me get away with the gray. Otherwise, I'm you know I'm they've they've dyed it, and it was recently they dyed it sort of weirdly red, so that when I walked out into the sun, it was like <laughs> I, I glowed. I just glowed, and it was shocking. So I'm glad See, I thought dyed that was it. your natural aura and your spirit. No, no, they dyed my hair. I wish I had this beautiful locks, and now it's all grayed. It's graying. Is this your show? No, I was just working on something, and now, like you know, they it's the it's the remnants of it. And I and then I never know what to do. What you, what you do with your gray hair when they dye it? You sort of like are in this like you know where I am. You're in you know purgatory. In hair <laughs> purgatory. In the in between. <laughs> I uh, you know with blondes, it's it's easy. Because yeah. uh, it's light. So it's just That's like, it. oh, these are my natural highlights. Tim, let's go blonde. Go blonde. All right. <laughs> so, um, Mike, sometimes and l- lately we've been doing it to keep order about the episode because we like wandering around and talking about all kinds right, of right. things. We are going to do a synopsis. So I'm going to okay. do a, a quick br- breakdown. But cool. feel free to chime in. Yeah. Any memories you have or anything that it sparks. But okay. um, guys, this is episode 12 Cloudy with a chance of murder. Okay. Oh, the pineapple sighting is, uh, oh, Sean eats some sliced pineapple out of the Tupperware in his office. That's what I thought he was eating. Anyway, so that's our pineapple sighting for this episode. Um, okay. We open with young Sean and his dad sitting in a courtroom. Sean complains about people in the trial having better seats than them. He's talking about the jury. Sean's dad gets called to the stand and mentions that one day Sean will do the same thing and make his dad proud. Cut back to normal time. Sean has to pay a ticket for his motorcycle. Sean says he doesn't wait in line, so he refuses to pay the ticket that day. He notices a lady picking up trash and throwing it away. She smiles at him. Sean complains about getting a ticket. Gus turns on the TV. The woman he smiled at is potentially a murderer. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) It's very exciting. Sean pronounced murder. (laughs) Murder. We said murder, right? Murderer. Yeah, murderer. Got it. Okay. The woman he's mad at is, is potentially a murderer of a student. Sean claims the woman is innocent. 
but Gus doesn't agree. Sean says that since she picked up trash, she can't be a murderer because of her common courtesy. Duh. Sean, no- sorry, I just put it. That <laughs> no. was you said I could come in, so I said duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right. Sean Carry notes- on. <laughs> Sean notices. I'll go slower too, so there's room. Sean notices <laughs> her attorney is a mess. He's hunched over, Wait. not making eye contact, Wait. and his. I know. Wait, so they're talking about me? It's Mike, my I think we're talking about you. It's and his up. hanky is all ruffled. His hanky. Sean decides. <laughs> <laughs> Sean decides. Uh, Sean decides he wants to help. Sean storms in uh, front of the camera crew outside of the jury. He pretends he's something of importance. Sean and Gus sneak their way into the trial. Hang on. There's a lady in the jury wearing pearls and checking her makeup in a compact. Sean goes up to her lousy attorney, Mr. Hornstock. I didn't write this, Mike, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, someone's going to get a little letter from me. <laughs> Devin? <a> bag of coal. <laughs> Sean tells him, juror number four, the lady in the pearls, won't listen to him unless he dresses better. Sean tries to help him with his fashion, which is funny. We'll get to the fashion in this episode in a second. <laughs> Sean forces Gus to give him his tie. Sean takes his hanky out of his pocket. I love that we're just going to go with hanky. The lady juror <laughs> smiles at him. He feels more confident. Hornstock says his firm doesn't trust him anymore. Sean tries to give him a fist bump, but he shakes his fist instead. (laughs) 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 Poor Hornstock. Sean and Gus run into Juliet and Lassiter. Lassiter arrested the teacher. Now Sean and Juliet are helping the defense as legal consultants. Hornstock meets with Gus and Sean. Sean noticed a ring on Hornstock's co-worker's desk. Sean says he's having an affair. He claims they have at least an hour and a half to stay at the office. The attorney thinks the teacher is innocent. Uh, the attorney mentions he works at his family's company. Sean doesn't want to read the information Hornstock gives him because the files are too big. Sean and Gus visit the crime scene. It's a newsroom. Uh, there is a deleted scene in here that I, I remember, Tim. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. I have a memory of us. Oh, actually, maybe this was in the remake. I think it was the remake. Oh, I'm pretty man. sure. We You're all go to the newsroom itis. and the re- yep. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, we'd all had too much to drink the night before. Okay. Sean and Gus visit the crime scene. <laughs> you? It's a newsroom. Gus plays Anchorman at News Channel 8. This was very cute. Sean goes to the control room. Gus pretends to be a news anchor. I have to say his um, the vocal exercises that, do, that Gus is doing are actually Dulé's vocal exercises that he would do prior to every scene. <laughs> Guys. He did this all day. It was so funny to hear it. It was one of the notes I wrote down about this episode was like this. These are actual delay noises on set. He likes to keep his voice fresh and and warmed up for the scenes. He tries to enunciate. He's very particular about his enunciation. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And he works. He's he's always that one. Right. Yeah, he did. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> See, I can't do it. Yes, you can. <laughs> and you're going to call me after and leave me a voice note doing that. Post stroke, I'm the one who should be doing these vocal exercises. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you're great. You're doing them great. <laughs> Thanks, Mikey. Here's another fun fact about Dulé Hill. He would read, uh, while he was getting his makeup done, he would read um, Dr. Seuss out loud to kind of get his rhyming stuff in and get his, his voice warmed up, which was very soothing to hear Dulé Hill read Dr. Seuss when you're having your makeup done next to him. Yeah, that's sweet. I like that. Maybe we can can that and give it to me at night. I'll feed it to my kids. <laughs> oh, and the opening shot of this um, of this episode is on the going up to the courthouse is the um, it's actually the um, art museum in Vancouver, where if you're an actress staying at the Sutton Hotel, where we all stay and you got an afternoon off, it's a quick uh, like two blocks away. So a lot of actors, I think, Go spend a lot of time at the Vancouver Art Museum. Which is very a very beautiful building. Which is also, which we shot a lot there. I was there living there for the last two years, weirdly, sort of like in, you know, pandemic, you know, suspense. And um, and I took my kids there. I would take my kids there and just run them up and down those stairs. Like I just let them run as long as I could get them to run. Then I'd put them to bed <laughs> in the car. <laughs> That's a smart parenting tip right there. Hire the children. Guys, the Vancouver Art Museum is just a full service. It, it, for it what does everything. And then there's Cafe Artigiano right across the street. You know, what else do you need in life? So we talk a lot about Starbucks on this show, but Cafe Artigiano is... Uh, Way better. Probably the best coffee 
in Vancouver. Some of the best coffee I've ever had. It's, it's also, definitely better than Starbucks. And that's just, you know, that's just me being a little snob. <laughs> it will also keep you up for a week. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah it's strong. It's and very I get strong. Like a, I get like a four shot Americano. So it's really strong. Mike. Yeah, I know. It's, it's <laughs> probably not healthy, but I sort of feel like it is healthy, but it's probably not. It's healthy. It's fine. It is, right? That's it's right. fine. I yeah, you're going to burn off all the... I don't have you know, sleep anymore COVID. in my life. No. <laughs> yeah, it burns off COVID. Why do hydrochloroquine or whatever that is? We're going to get banned. Four shots of <laughs> yeah, I think you could m- drop Maggie yeah, and I anywhere yeah. in downtown Vancouver. We could tell you the, where the closest Starbucks is or to Gianno or JJ Bean. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. know. Oh, I have a radar and this is home before dark you were doing, right? Uh, yeah, this was home before dark. And then I did a million little things with James up there as well, just because we were up there and we were, we were up there forever. You know, I, Vancouver to me was sort of your show because that's mostly what I'd worked on up there. And right. then, uh, and then, yeah. And then I did home before dark up there for a couple of years and we, me and, and Priscilla and the kids were up there and we, we lived like Canadians for two years. We went up for five months to work and then we sort of just were there through pandemic and we just lived there. We could leave, right? I mean, there I mean, were actual we, I mean, we could sort of leave, but we were in the middle of a season and it, and they shut down after three episodes and, and we all sort of walked off cockily, you know, being like, oh yeah, we, you know, I, I, this will be done in four weeks or a couple weeks, I think. Yeah. That's how I gauged it. Yeah. I was like, come on, we never shut down. And then it was just months and we were like, hey, hey here we are. <laughs> and so we just stayed. And, uh, and we just lived there. It was really bizarre. And we didn't come back. We just, we had our same clothes. We had, you know, we were just up there. It was, it was really, really weird, but we made friends and we had a, we had a lovely time and we fell in love with that city. Vancouver's the best. It really is. It's so wonderful. Yeah. Special Um, place. I love that you all got to, uh, that you and, uh, you got to do a million little things. And I I mean, I feel like you and Roday had, I mean, you just like, whatever the other one's working on you between plays. That's right. Oh my God. Extinction. Yeah. We met on, on Dukes of Hazzard low these many years ago. One of the greatest films ever, ever made. Oh yeah. And, uh, and I think everyone agrees. And, uh, and then we, (laughs) and we, we struck up a friendship there and then we, yeah. And then we've been doing, you know, like, like, like happens as he sort of is that big, heart and he sort of gets everyone involved in his stuff so yeah we've yeah. done a lot of stuff it's been fun so you guys said when we did psych i mean dukes was what like two years before dukes yeah Hazard? something like that yeah a couple yeah. years before i'd say yeah um i remember well i and i think i met you originally through poker at at yeah with like eric and that whole yeah, crowd eric and, then, and all those yeah oh my god where yeah. did you think you first met Mike? I want to say at I, at your. I want to say was it through Eric at your house where you were hosting poker? I think nights? I had a poker game and you yeah. came. I barely and know came and you yeah. came and we all sat here and played poker. It was like the early, the burgeoning sort of poker trend that was about to hit, and we sort of were on the crest of that. Which is how so I we met were. Melanie and yeah, Jimmy. Melanie, yeah, Melanie yeah. and Jimmy used to play it all the time. It's so and, wild. Uh, I know. I know. It was such a great group of folks. You guys, you got to check out Relief Band. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. The product is 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all-natural, long-lasting relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea for patients, but now, through Relief Band, it is available to the masses. How it works is Relief Band stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach, telling you that you are sick. Relief Band is the only over-the-counter wearable device that has been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting. Relief Band just released its newest model, Relief Band Sport. The Sport is waterproof, 
has an extended battery life and can even attach to your Apple and Android watch. I can't tell you enough about the wonders this product has worked for me. It's already helping with car sickness, which I can get occasionally. I get sick when I eat gluten. I get nausea when I eat gluten. No, we have a psych drinking game going on. So maybe if if, uh, the rules of the psych drinking game, um, you know, get you feeling a little tipsy, maybe the the relief band could help you out the next morning. I think this product is really, really, really cool. Uh, And it looks really cool. And there's nothing like it really out there. Relief band makes a great gift for any time of the year. And right now they have got an exclusive offer just for the psychologists are in listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code pineapple, you will receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30 day money back guarantee. Did you hear that? So head to reliefband, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use our promo code pineapple for 20% off plus free shipping. I would say too, Mike, you have your, you know, you mentioned Rodé and and his big heart and sort of uh, attracting and bringing people together, but you do that too. People love, love you and you bring people together, you and Priscilla. Had you met Priscilla? I don't think I'd met Priscilla at that first one. No, oh, I don't think right. so. right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. It's so been much a lot. Life. Like a journey. I didn't <laughs> have kids. I didn't know nothing. You, you got know? the kids now. I know. Yeah. I had, yeah. We had a whole different thing going on up there. It's so crazy. Know, isn't that crazy? I know. When you really look back at it, you're like, oh my gosh. I just, I peeked at that episode and we all look like, we look like different people. I mean, <laughs> me, I look like a crazy person, but like well, everyone else is just like, I mean, like Rodé looked like a different person to me. I was like, oh my gosh, who's this young man? <laughs> we all do. It's really yeah, funny. Like, yeah. It was, it, was it was good timing though, this episode, because we, I feel like in the episode just before Tim and I, when we did it last week, we like we had just, we were all hitting our groove. Like we were in that first season of like, yeah. okay, we got over Cause we took a long hiatus. We got over the first hump of like, after episode seven, we took this break. And of course, to those of us who had been on many canceled shows at that point, we were like, oh, it's done. We're taking a long break. It means you're not coming right, back. Right, right. No, I have and, that too. Yeah. <laughs> and, that lurks in the back of every actor's <laughs> sort of, oh yeah, it's done. It's over. All okay. of us, all of us, absolutely. <laughs> this is how we live, except for Dulé, who right. was very positive and had had the opposite experiences on his show. But um, but we came back, and I think we now were confident. We were starting to like really get yeah. in our groove. So by the time we we did this episode, you can tell everybody's getting really comfortable. I mean, Tim and I don't have a ton to do in it. Tim, you have a little more than I do, but um, you guys are so cute and charming together. It's so awesome. I loved it. That was my favorite part of looking at. Looking at it back again, <laughs> you guys are just so everyone was just clicking and you could tell it was going to be something great, you know, such a great group of peeps. And here we still are. Yeah. Um, okay. Know. We're going to go back to our synopsis here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. This We're is some say, very dry we... material, but let's get right back to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you're done synopsizing, it's so rich. I want to fanboy on Mike West in a second. Okay. I'm going to fly <laughs> through this. Ready? They meet Ruben, a lab meteorologist who is a complete weirdo. He was office mates with the dead guy. Sean notices broken items in the room. We find out the guilty lady had sex with the dead guy. She <gasps> swears she didn't murder anyone. Gus says they need evidence. Sean notices the judge walking strangely, grabbing his kidneys. He may have a kidney stone. (laughs) Yes, his kidneys. He was grabbing his kidneys. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to not a euphemism. We, no, no, no. Also, we're grownups. Cut to the receptionist <laughs> being on trial. Sean's dad sits in the audience. Uh, Sean tries to call for a recess, and the judge judge asks who he is. Sean asks Lassiter to support him, but and Lassie does. The judge claims uh, he doesn't believe in psychics. Sean mentions he knows he's passing a kidney stone. Sean thinks Ruben wanted to be an on-air meteorologist, and that that he was jealous. They plant the seed on Ruben. He has a huge freak out in court. Lassiter steps into a puddle. <laughs> I love that. It's right. You step into a puddle. It must It must have. Uh, that was a cute moment, actually. And what? you mentioned you, you. I get pissed off that I've ruined my shoes. And you mentioned you're in alligator pumps. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a stretch. But uh, maybe, maybe they were alligator pumps. 
Uh, Lassiter steps into, but oh yeah, Sean notices a memo that Juliet accidentally dropped, right? Lassiter sent the letter uh, to the DA's office. The letter didn't get filed. That means it was hidden. Sean notices a tape hidden in the attorney's purse. Lassiter sent a letter to the DA's office. Oh, right. So he did do it. They, they approach the bench. The judge holds a stick of asparagus because he listened to Sean. Uh, and they want to show a videotape of Sandra murdering the defendant. There's a tape of the couple having sex. Yikes. Sex tape. <laughs> sex she didn't realize she was being taped. They're having sex and he screams in pain, to be clear. Sean tells her not to take the deal. Sean knows there is more to the tape than is being shown. Sean's dad tipped off the cops about his bike. He wants him to get a real car. His dad has been a hard ass since uh, since Sean had the accident. Sean's asleep with two chopsticks in his mouth watching the sex tape for the trial. He's late for court. Sean realizes what happened. The defense calls on the receptionist. Uh, Gus gives an example of how Sean can ask a question on trial. By the way, his like pre-pre-pre-law runner was so adorable. Uh, Sean and Gus fist bump. Sean shows a shadow of a human. She hit the defendant and then killed the meteorologist. The receptionist killed the weatherman. Tim has a question to ask Tim. No, so it, while, while they're um, reviewing the um, sex murder tape, it's one of our first throwbacks to, not throwbacks, but it's one of the first, um, his hair's horribles. Because Julie oh, yeah. says, did, what is the did you see the weatherman's hair? And, and, and James goes, yeah, it's horrible. Because we did that with the hair. Uh, yeah, so it's yeah, not one of the first We started doing that times, in but... like episode three where they're like, did you see his hair? It's horrible. Which one was this one for? This was uh, when they're watching the tape and they're looking at the weatherman. And oh. Julie says, did you see his hair? <laughs> it's horrible. And Sean goes, yeah, it's horrible. He did not say Hornstock's hair is horrible at any point, which I'm surprised. Yeah, that which is didn't. just right. No one should ever say that. He just says that he refers to your hair as fringy, I think, at one point. What? <laughs> I think he, he refers to your part. hair as fringy. <laughs> like Surrey with a fringy on top kind of thing? Yeah, like fringy. Surrey with a fringy. <laughs> Surrey with a fringy on top. Although your hair does get better by the end of the episode. Yeah, they put a part in it, I guess, at some point. Someone was like, Jesus, H. That Help that it. man. <laughs> part it. I think Roday thinks it was your choice. It, it might have been. It might have been. I don't think it, I don't I, I don't know if I lobbied for it. It might have been someone like, should we do this? And I was like, no, okay. That's how, <laughs> that's usually how it ends up in my world. That's how many of I've our yet wardrobe to develop a really a really strong sort of like you know initial like this is what we do with my hair, okay, everyone. Yeah, so it comes out weirdly and differently with each makeup hair person. I was afraid to say anything season one because I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. And by by this episode, my hair is getting better. But there was a. We've we've had we've spent plenty of time talking about our hair and makeup and <laughs> from the first six episodes. Uh, actors. That's really how we became less afraid that the show was getting canceled because our wardrobe got improved, Maggie's hair got improved, and so we're like, okay, guys, they'll let us stick around. I remember there was a fella that was sort of in charge of all that stuff, and I don't want to you know besmirch anyone, but we we've did besmirch to this person I think before. So what's that? You besmirched him, all right, Joe? Yeah. Well, well, all I know is that. Rodé and I went, um, he invited me to go kayaking, this fella, because I had expressed some sort of desire to be out in nature because Vancouver is so beautiful that you just sort of go around being like, gosh, it's so beautiful. It's, look at these, the water in the mountains. And this guy was like very nice, really, really nice and wanted to make, I think, a good impression. And so he, you know, I was working, you know, you know, three or four days out of a week and sort of piecemeal, but Rode was working all day, every day. And he invited me to go out kayaking. And I was like, Rode, you want to go kayaking too? And, and, and I was like, you should come. And he was like, ah, I was like, you should go. I'm going with this guy. You should come. And he was like, ah, okay. Yeah, I'll go kayaking. I want to go kayaking. And we went with this guy. It was so freezing cold. And we went out in the freezing cold waters of Vancouver. And it was the thing that Rode hated the most. I didn't know this at the time, but he was really just doing it for me and for this guy. And so we went out there and we're paddling around and we're, and the winds are really strong and, and Rode capsizes. He goes like fully <laughs> under, like just, just boat and no Rode. Hey, weren't you also, I'm sorry, weren't you throwing around, throwing a tennis ball back and forth? Yeah, we're throwing a tennis ball back and forth, like, ee, and isn't this fun? I don't know what the heck we're doing. And he reaches for it and he goes over. I couldn't stop laughing. And he's so freezing cold and wet. And we've now blown with the wind at, like, you know, whatever knots down into the, like, deep, deep bay area. And now we have to come back through the wind, which is impossible. And this is why I will never kayak again. 
And James Roday, the most outdoorsy man in the world. Oh, Roday does not like the water. He doesn't like the water. He doesn't ever. I've never seen him in the water before or after ever. <laughs> Even if there's a pool and every person you know is in that pool, he will stand there next to it in his shorts. If he no. ever had shorts on. He never wore shorts, but now he wears shorts. I think um, shortly after. <laughs> you know, yeah, he does. That's actually true. I think shortly after, they there were a couple of episodes where the boys had to be in the water. And I think like by season three, uh, somewhere, someone memo. was like, <laughs> there was a memo. memo. <laughs> it was like, no more water. Byron, uh, yeah. his stunt double could get in the water. But yeah, yeah, Mike, sure. I remember this story. Oh, oh my and then gosh. We had, we, had, we had breakfast afterwards and he's still soaking wet. In this miserable little diner, because this guy really wanted to have breakfast. And so we sat with him and we ate breakfast. And I just remember the bitterness in Rode. He was just keeping it in and he never, he never let it out. He was, he smiled the whole way until later when I was like, oh, that was not good. He's like, that was not good. I've never seen him as miserable and it still just gives me just a little bit of glee every time. <laughs> I just think it's so funny because, well, I'm guessing that that producer um, who we've talked about before on the show was, I think, just pretty much hired to like wrangle us basically like he's a wrangler a and he wrangler. did all the stuff like with fashion and i mean whatever yes. with costumes and hair and all that stuff and so it was all on his on 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 you know he was he, it's a tough role to play honestly and it is and there's a lot yeah joe is a lovely guy he was he is and he he had that that is a tough job because he had to go he had to sort of be the in-between of you know people back in LA and then oh yeah and 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 I do think that it's a miserable position to be in a really hard position and I know he did want to hang out I mean you know we yeah, all he did he did his lot. best to hang out and want to hang out but you guys were all working so hard and giving your all to it that there wasn't really much left for him except a fellow like me who's like yeah I'm okay <laughs> <laughs> he watched one of his wards roll a kayak in the middle of English oh, Bay. Oh, oh, so the water was so crisp, Tim. So crisp. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and the and winds were so relentless. <laughs> right? You guys were just in normal clothes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. we were just in normal clothes. We didn't know what the heck you doing. I had never kayaked before. We had no idea. We pulled these three giant boats into the water and we we're like, ah, all right, here we go. <laughs> la, da, da, da. <laughs> You guys, preventative care is in, especially these days. And in order for your body to fight against whatever life throws your way, your immune system has to be at the ready. That's why many people turn to probiotics. They are all the talk these days. I'm sure you know this. But did you know that 99.9% .9 of the probiotics in the market die in your naturally harsh stomach acid? Even though supposedly special refrigerated probiotics are dead on arrival. But Just Thrive probiotic is different, and here's why. Their proprietary strains are designed by nature to put up an armor-like shell when conditions get rough. They withstand extreme temperatures and can even be sprinkled into any food or drink. Just Thrive requires no special encapsulation, no refrigeration, nothing. What you get is an all-natural, extensively studied probiotic that is perfect for the whole family. It's effective at controlling stomach issues like gas, constipation, bloating, and it's vegan, non-GMO, gluten, dairy, soy, and histamine-free. So good for you guys. It can even support beautiful skin, better sleep, and easier weight management, all to help fulfill those New Year's resolutions. For exceptional immune and digestive health, there is nothing like Just Thrive Probiotic. Just Thrive products contain more human clinical research than any other products out there. Check them out and make this year the year you take care of you. Get 15% off of their award-winning probiotic when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code pineapple at checkout. That's justthrivehealth.com and use code pineapple at checkout. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show, and this month we are discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, people think that you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that isn't true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse, and it can help you avoid those lows. Sometimes I actually feel like 
the deeper work happens when you're actually in a space of, of peace uh, rather than when you're in crisis, because when you're in crisis, it becomes all about the crisis. And believe me, it's very helpful then too. I have actually started recommending this to a lot of people. Obviously we talk about it on um, the podcast, but uh, it's just so easy. The app is so easy to use. You have help available to you anywhere you are, anytime you need it. It's, uh, it's just really special. And I, I think it's changing the way that we talk about mental health, but also it's just making it more a part of our daily lives, which it should be. It should be as important as like the food we eat. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the psychologists are in listeners. Get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash pineapple. That's betterhelp.com slash pineapple. Yeah, I've kayaked in that water and you get you get a boat going by and it will... The, the hell out of you. And you can't, if the wind is coming in your face, you cannot kayak unless you're much stronger than I am. But you cannot, like, you just, you're just like kayaking in place. It's just like an exercise. This uh, is and- wonderful. <laughs> this is, I completely forgot about this story and it's wonderful. Uh, and this it's story, so, it's gold. We'll end up on our social media. Yeah, it's um, psych gold. <laughs> it is psych gold. And it, it really was like, it's just a funny thing because this, this producer who wanted to hang out. Yes, we were busy. Mike's not as it's, busy. It's really during the everyone episode. with really good intent, like Rode trying to make his <laughs> friend feel really like accommodated and sort of like not uncomfortable. This guy trying Great. to like make friends with Rode and, you know, pal up with his best buddy and do stuff and, you know, like whatever it is. You know, he just, he, it was everyone. Well, and I'm just sort of in the middle of being like, sure, I'll kind of. Leading everyone into the so let me tell you who is the one who pulled out the tennis ball and said, "Hey, I've got a great idea." I, I who have brings to, a tennis I, ball I think to it's, kayaking? It's got to be Joe. I mean, I didn't come with a <laughs> tennis ball. I'm sure of that, but I can't imagine Rode unless he had one in his pocket. <laughs> of his vest. maybe he was angry. Maybe he he was like, "I'm gonna get I'm gonna get back at these people for uh, for being in this position that I'm in." Yeah, right. Gonna, for all the I, misery they caused me. <laughs> I'm yeah. And then so who funny. paid for breakfast? I believe he play, paid for breakfast. It was a, it was a short breakfast, Tim. It was a short, cold, because <laughs> <laughs> he was shivering. <laughs> breakfast with some very very dry toast. I remember oh, that. That is a wonderful story. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's uh, that is the best memory I remember hearing all about it. I think Amanda came up. Yeah, we had I think even some visitors during that episode. That was fun. Um, wait, did we ever finish this? Sean shows a shadow of a human. Oh, right. On the video. Yeah. She hit the defendant, killed the meteorologist. The receptionist killed the weatherman. Sean and Gus talk about auctions. That's right. The police station is currently having one. Sean notices his dad there. Hornstock went to the police station to get Sean his bike. Apparently, Lasseter got Sean's bike back for him. The old softy. Very sweet ending. Foreshadowing of what their relationship will become. I found I have another first in this episode that I noticed. What? When they're reviewing the uh, the murder tape, I think it's the very first time we hear James refer to someone as a human person. <laughs> <laughs> when he sees the uh, the killer's shadow, he's like, "That's that's that shadow is a human person." Human person. <laughs> <laughs> he has a he has a lot of those uh, uh, funny funny rodeisms that he he brought into Sean. There, there was a whisk moment I remember with his dad the, where he goes right at a, at a little improv and, and you have he just tacked it with then you have whisk and you have whisk you have one of these. <laughs> um, hang oh making water so at one that's point a, to, <laughs> me, to me that's one of the things of your show that I that I loved and I, and I was amazed uh, at at that time but it's it's a credit to all you guys because you could improv like that and I think Andy Berman one of my favorite human persons on this earth um mm-hmm. wrote that right and um he was so funny and silly but like everyone's vibe was you know just make it funny and make it silly and have and and everyone would improv whatever they wanted. I don't know. There was it seemed like there was just tons of improv. I know Dulay and and Rode would do that and just sort of vibe off each other. And and we got to do that. And that's so rare on a TV show that you get that. 
that opportunity. It's very like people are very scared of that usually on a TV show, unless it's like, you know, curb your enthusiasm or something that's maybe right. built for that. Right. But, uh, but you guys had a, a freedom that I was just amazed at and it made it so loose and so fun and just like, you know, such a party. We, we talk about that a lot. I mean, so much of actually, I think this will end up being the 12th or 13th episode of the podcast. Holy and crap. Isn't that crazy? Look at you. Look what you started. <laughs> <laughs> look what we started. That's your um, idea. I'm just writing your coattails. I cannot. This would not be. We, it's the psychologists are in, Tim. Plural. One of the things, though, throughout that everyone has has talked about and that we always talk about is just how rare. I mean, from the very, very beginning, uh, it this this whole group uh, coming together, but this feeling of um, freedom, like the collaboration, the creative side, this no a hole policy that Steve yeah. had. And the how trust much of it- too, like you, the trust, like there was trust from all sides, like even with the network and you guys and, and Steve, and then all your writers were, who just, you know, I got to know most of them and they were all just such fun, sweet people. And, you know, and then all you actors and that, and that was another thing about it that, that made it really special to me. I mean, even back then when I didn't know everyone so well, we'd all hang out and, you know, by the time I came back, you guys were just like old hat at that. Like you guys were just had your, your routines and stuff, but, but you guys always respect each other. You loved each other really. And there was no ego involved. Like that just never, that just never seemed to ever be there. And so it just made it silly and fun. And, um, and you got the best out of each other. It's great. But that's why you've done so well. You became, you immediately became one of our psych all-stars. Oh, I love it. You know, so we've obviously had a lot of incredible guest stars on our show and there's, Many that I have been very excited to work with, but I don't think I've fanboyed quite as much as when my question showed up. Because what our listeners need to know is, Mike first hit my radar when I was, and I've told you this before, Mike, watching an episode, I think it was 2004, of um, a show called Six Feet Under, where Mike plays this um, psychopath who kidnaps Michael C. Hall and basically psychologically tortures him for the entire episode. And you were so incredible in that episode, Mike. I literally was like, this guy's doing some of the best TV work I've ever seen. Oh, so then you got to come on our show. It's like, holy crap, we got this guy. Uh, and you scared me. You still scare me a little bit. You're, still, yeah, you're so well, good. Good. I want to spook you a little, Tim. It's only right. <laughs> um, I, yeah, you, I mean, Tim, you have my heart forever, man. Tim showed up to my, I did a play up at, um, at the, at the, at taper, the taper. Robinson, yeah, taper. And, um, and you showed up at that, man. And it's just, you're, you're, I write back at you. I know this is a, a love fest, but I, I, I've admired your work and, and, uh, and you were such a sweet, gentle, wonderful person and in every way. And then this brilliant actor on top of it. And, and that, that's the kind of tone that I felt like your show had across the board is like all these brilliant, wonderful actors, you know, Dulay and Roday and Maggie and, and then all the, so many of your guest stars, you know, Jimmy and Melanie, I, I think came up and mm -hmm. did stuff. And like, it's so many just, all these and and none and just gentle sort of the best the best of everyone sort of came out you know and uh, and I feel like you guys had a a big hand in that in bringing that out with everyone because you were so so generous you know just completely always and I love you for it. Well, a lot of that has to do with with you and and bringing up like our family members too. I mean, you and Rodé were like so close, but also you, you exude that, like you are that you are too. That's why I was, as you guys were talking, I'm like, these are two of the kindest, like most loving, authentic, just great, great men, both Aww. of you. Yeah. And, right and we love just having, um, you know, we really did embrace, like when somebody would come up just with an open heart and you, I mean, already kind of knowing us, but at the same time, I would say we didn't have a lot of people that came up over the years that, didn't quite fit in, but we had a few, yeah. um, you know, and that's okay. Well, you had but 17 years of a show. How long was it? Was it eight years? <laughs> eight. Yeah. Eight. Just 120 episodes. And there are a couple of clunkers out of 120 episodes. <laughs> Just a couple though. I mean, Just it really, couple, really, really, really was an absolute, uh, uh, love fest and it continues. That's the other thing. We got to get Hornstock in a movie. Yeah. Right on. I'll, I'll be back. I'll don the hair. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen any of the movies. I was up there while James was uh, was like I, you guys came up. That's when I was that when I no I saw you after that. Didn't I see you up there? Yeah. while I was up there. In yeah, Vancouver? I think so. I just missed you, Tim. Or no, I saw you for like eight seconds. Uh, our other friend Derek. Yeah, Derek. Uh, yeah, who was also who, up there, and who also was on my other show. And Wait, home before dark. Home before dark. That's right. He yeah. came up in the he pandemic. Played, he was like the linchpin of the finale. He was like the guy. <gasps> That's so cool. And he was so good and so cool. And uh, yeah, so we've had. He's another guy that I met back with you back then. And then he and I have worked together on a bunch of different weird things. And and so he's become a great friend. I love him. Derek is the best. Another one of you. He's always trying to get me out to play three par golf because he can kick my ass at. All roads lead to psych is what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. six degrees of psych. Yeah, Derek did. uh, We'll have him up our Bachelor episode, which was, uh, uh, I think, like in season four or season five. I think we were talking about this recently. I think he is my, like, oldest friend in L.A. Really? I believe we met in 2001, I think. And, yeah. And I think I met him through you in the very beginning. I think it was through that. And he knew Eric and all that stuff. And then... But I didn't really know him. And I think he was up there hanging out with you or was shooting something else. He was doing Men in Trees uh, that whole summer when when we were... Oh, right. He would have been at the birthday too. He was there. And so we became friends that moment because we just hit it off. And and, and, yeah, we had you in common and it was just great. And and he's remained that too. Yeah, he told me that recently. You guys have stayed stayed good friends. We went and had German food in honor of his wife at some German place. Franca, yeah. she's the yeah. best too. Yeah, she's. I don't know her very well yet, but I look forward <laughs> to meeting her. They're they're so great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, we have some fan questions. Would you like yeah, some yeah. fan questions? Yeah, do hit, we want fan me. questions? Sure. Okay, let's do this. Okay, what what was your favorite scene from this episode? Oh, definitely the the where he hands me those little things because we just we we had we we were already sort of giggling like just in going up to that and you know and then when we started shooting we we it just never stopped being silly and fun and we just it just kept piling on and i forget it didn't feel like acting anymore i mean those are the the few moments in your career when you get to like you know when you just sort of forget what you're doing and you're just having so much fun with the people that you're with and you're just having a great time and you're sort of dialed into that and uh that's that's that. It's one of my favorite things ever. Just because I was having such a great time with my pal, and uh, and it was uh, and it was just on screen too. It was great. And cue the. This is what we'll do on social media. We'll cue the reel where because that exists. I know I'm it does. Find it. I gotta yeah. see that. All right. There's cool. a blooper <laughs> reel or a psych out. I think it was the psych out we used for that episode. Was the one where you you guys do like 20 names. Yeah, it went. It yeah. went, it went nuts. So yeah, funny. it's good. <laughs> I want to go back and watch the um, the remake now. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I ever saw that. Sadly, on me, but I will watch it before. I, I went back and rewatched it last night. Cloudy chance of improvement. <laughs> Everyone's back. Like Ralph Macchio's Ralph in it. Ralph Macchio's in it. That's right. Janet Varney's in it. Like, oh, with, yeah, like Carlos. That's right. That's Jay right. Cot. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, Varney. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Everyone. Lindsay Sloan uh, plays Sandra Panic. Oh my gosh! Oh my, All right? these people I love. That's so cool. That yeah. and I have. Um, uh, I mean, we'll get to season to that that in season eight, which is actually what this next question is about. But um, Kate, who uh, we talk about Dan Miller a lot, who was our third AD on this show, season one, who was our first AD by season eight. His wife, Kate, had a birthday party. I think it was her 30th um, during the um, filming of the remake of the episode. So in that uh, during that episode, you were up. I mean, all of those people were up and I have videos from that night. I was looking at them last night. Oh, when we are uh, for the remake. Yes. Yeah. Of all of us singing at Kate's oh my God. place. And oh my God, we had so such much, a good time. That, I remember that was like the, the mo- an epic bike ride. One of those, like we oh. all, we all rented by another one where like oh, I forced yeah. Renee to go out and he was like, I can't not because all your friends are here. You like can't not do it. <laughs> yeah. So he went and rode a bike and just like these weird things that like I'd never seen him do before, which <laughs> brought me a lot of joy. Did you throw him a tennis net. ball? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> and, 
we would have gone right into the drink. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we were going around the seawall. We did that epic sort of loop around the seawall there, and like yeah, it's eleven miles, all, all right? On little bikes with baskets, you know, it's very cute. That's so cute. Very like Miss Piggy, Permit the Frog. Hang on, you're telling me Roday rode a biker on the seawall? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Only my allowed him to do this stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was astounding. It was so funny. <laughs> I can't imagine him ever doing that again. <laughs> well, we'll have to get you in the next movie, and then then yeah. you'll have to come up with whatever I'll get activity. House on a bike. Yeah, we got to get sure. you. Um, okay, what's this? Why did you guys remake this episode? Because we got to season eight, and we were literally like, "What is something wild that we would do on Psych that?" has never really been done. Let's remake one of our own yeah. episodes. That's literally it how it like came that. up. It felt like, like, what can we get it? What can we do that they won't allow us to do, but that we might be able to get away with at this point in this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cause like, it's a ridiculous idea. It's completely <laughs> insane. It's completely insane. Yeah, like who yeah. would I mean, say the yes to that? Involved with that. Hutzpah. Let me tell you, Mr. Or Mrs. Head of the network, what we're planning next. <laughs> we're going to, hang on. You might want to sit down for this. We're going to remake one of our earlier episodes okay. with some of our favorite guest stars and call them the, the Psych All-Stars. Sure. I got to say the, um, the title of this episode is so classic Andy Berman and was made way before the film Cloudy Chance of Meatballs. Just <laughs> shows you what a genius Andy is. Yeah, mm -hmm. he is, man. Andy is he, a genius. He is a silly, beautiful genius. Okay. Which did you like better, this or the remake? Wow. That's tough. I can't tough. really compare them. No. Just because there's so much, there's, there's so many years in between and there's so much, like we had all, we'd all lived seven more years of life and like the show had, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so, this was like a reunion. It's like, it's like, it was so nice because it was like a reunion. And, and in that it was just like an older nostalgic version that was sort of more comfortable and full of love, you know. What oh, I mean? and like we got Alan like... Rook too. I forgot Alan Rook was in. Alan Rook yeah, is in the remake. Yeah, was in that. yeah, he was awesome. No, I'm with you, Mike. I feel like this one was so special because you came up in season one, and all of us got to hang and had had such a good time. So it was sparkly for and Andy. One of the early episodes he wrote, like yeah, and and then to have Andy like direct the remake. Yeah, that's and when then, he directed it. Yeah, he's so cute, man. It was just uh, yeah. they're both very. It's very bookendy of of two really special experiences. Um, yeah, and I, and I feel like also probably with the network and all the brass and everyone else who makes those decisions, like. It felt like a, those that they gave you those sort of gifts. Like it was like, again, it's trust, but they also sort of were like, yeah, this, it's like a reunion. It's like a school reunion. You guys have been away <laughs> for, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it was really cool. That was so fun. Would anyone from the cast be a good lawyer? Dulé would probably Dulé. be Dulé. I, yeah. I would say Dulé as well. I'd say. I'd yeah. say you'd do it right. I think Kirsten would be an excellent lawyer too. Kirsten also. Yeah. Interesting. No one said us, Tim. I <laughs> <laughs> would be the same me. <laughs> I get too emotional. Um, yeah, let's me see. too. What yeah, would too. your weather person name be? Uh, wait, what's an <laughs> M word for what's a weather? Uh, Monsoon. Mike Monsoon. Mike Maggie Monsoon. Monsoon. Ma yeah, Maggie Monsoon is good. Maggie Monsoon coming up next with this week's forecast. <laughs> Take it away, Maggie. Wait, also, Mike is, is M. So, um, wait, we have monsoon. I'm trying to think of, come on. Do we have clouds? What are our cloud for names? What are our... Kyle Cumulus. <laughs> <laughs> He's Kyle Cumulus. Okay. I like it. Tim, what are you? Torrential. T t Tornado Tim. <gasps> Tornado Tim. I was going to go, or Typhoon. Oh, Typhoon Tim. Tim Typhoon. Oh, I love it. It's so Wait, silly how they actually do that. I know. <laughs> oh, do your best weather person impression. I, I'm, I'm someone else. No, I think it was to you, Maggie. No. <laughs> <laughs> that pressure was too. It, it looks like it's to the group and you're the special guest, Michael. So <laughs> most certainly to you. <laughs> well pivoted. <laughs> I think we just did it with our, I, I said, I'm Maggie Monsoon. And really, you just have to go look at Dulé. Dulé nails it in that in that episode. There you go, Dulé. Right? Dulé, yeah, Dulé's got got the best impression. <laughs> there, thank you, thank you. I don't want to steal his fire, you know. He did it right. 
any more um, memories or anything else we want to add um, about Cloudy Chance of Murder? That the puddle scene. I was curious as to we uh, whether that was Vancouver natural puddle rain or um, I think we probably must have sprayed down that area because it is a kind of a, a plot point or I mean it's this and the, and the stairs were wet too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Max? Do you remember? I I wondered that myself. I was a little bit like, all right, it rains all the time in Vancouver, but it was very sunny that day, which was rare. Um, and that is such a plot point. So I looked around. I didn't see any other puddles. I only saw a little like. Like, you know, when they do the little wet down thing. Yeah, um, do you like guys, do you guys miss Vancouver in your normal lives now? Do you feel like... Every day. Like you live there. Yeah, do you really? Oh, I I love that city. I love that city so, so much. And so I've been able to, like, go up and do a couple of things here or there. And um, I'd love to do a show there again. I'd love to get stuck there again. I, I really do really love that city. Our little sister Lily just informed us that she wants to move there. We're like, well, there's this thing called immigration you need to worry about. <laughs> yeah. We looked into it. Um, yeah. And yeah, you have to go through some red tape, but it, it can be done. The guy told me, he's like, you have to, you have to make yourself like a really important asset to Canada. And I was like, yeah, all right, we can figure that out. You're Michael Weston. <laughs> and you said, have you not seen my yeah, work? <laughs> figure it out. Like, it out. It's so silly. Like, you're like, look at my hair. Yeah, look at this hair. This hair needs to be in Real. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, just, you know, every time we drive to the Palm, to Palm Springs and I see the sign for other desert cities, I think you, because that was the title of the play. Oh, I saw yeah, you right. at the, at the table. Right. Mike, you were so I good at that. I do too, that. I think of that. Yeah, that. it was, yeah. it was, I do too. That's so funny. I was just yeah. driving through that the other day and I was like, oh, I always think of, of that play. And I, the only time I've seen it is um, when you did it. Any other notes, Tim? Anything else we want to add? Devin, anything else you want to add? Mike, anything else you want to add? I, actually, I had something not about mm. the episode, but about this awesome podcast where, that you, Maggie, are podcasting the shit out of. You're podcasting the shit out of, Tim. <laughs> Could we give a little shout out to some of the people who make this possible for our dear listeners to, to hear this? Like um, Devin and um, our uh, amazing tech angel, I mean, audio angel. Emily. Can you uh, give a shout out to Emily and Devin? Or, uh... Absolutely. Devin always cuts out uh, uh, anything that mentions her name. We we have editing, um, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> and so Devin, before we'll even get to the editing part, all the stuff about Devin, she'll usually just like take out. Devin, but you can't cut this out. Devin. Hands off. We're not cutting <laughs> this out. Devin is... So good. Devin has now seen almost every episode. Oh boy, here's a new message. What is Devin gonna say? Oh, she's like seen every episode. Uh, she loves the show. She, I think, considers herself uh, like a psycho now. One of the psych psych fans. That's what we call psych fans. Yeah, just that's awesome. Um, but uh, we could not do this without her. She just keeps this whole train running. Without We've had... who? You mean Devin? I'm not sure who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Devin can't edit, Maggie? She can't edit out your my Twitter feed. True. When you and I give her shout outs on the psychologist pod are in. That's true. So, yeah, that's right. I think I just she doesn't have name. access. I just said the name of our Twitter feed wrong. Chew yeah. on that, Devin. Chew on that, Devin. Um <laughs> Anyway, she's the so wonderful. And then um, Emily as well, who does our audio. She helps us get um, – we're very funny when we're getting our audio put together at the beginning of this and uh, of every podcast we do. And also she does all the <laughs> editing and the mixing. And big, wow. Yeah, big shout-outs to both of them. But And uh, Mike, just l love – the love is so big. So love big. you guys. Yeah. It was special. Thanks for having me on. This was a treat. Yeah. Thank you for taking time and coming and talking to the, the, our darling listeners about your um wonderful experience on our show and helping make our show the genius show that it is. Oh, it is indeed. And you two are like you. special folks. I love you. Tim, I miss you. I'm sending you a big, big hug through the airwaves here. And you too, Maggie. I'm I can feel that. You've you gotten guys. stronger. Yeah, I feel it. I'm good. Yeah. See that? I love it. Seriously, been working out? <laughs> okay, that's Sorry. a little too much. A little too much. I broke Tim. <laughs> Tim? Tim? All right. Um, all right. Love all right. you guys. All right. Hopefully talk soon. Thank you so much. See you, bud. All right. Love Bye. you too. Bye. That was a super fun episode. Love all of Michael's stories. He was incredible as Hornstock. His hair, not so much. 
but uh, he's great. And we'll have to have him back for uh, the remake as well. Thank you all for listening to episode 13 of The Psychologists Are In. Follow us on our Instagram at The Psychologists Are In and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. See you all next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.